Hello, welcome to the Inspiring Word Bible Broadcast today. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we appreciate your faithfulness. We apologize for the delay that we have had in the in these messages, but we have made some changes and some updates in some equipment, and it has taken us a while to get it installed and uh, a little while for a learning curve. But here we are making our first attempt with the new equipment. We hope. It is a blessing to you. We hope it improved the quality of the video and the audio. Um, we do want to, again, thank you for your patience. Today we're going to be in the book of Mark. We're going to continue in our study of the book of Mark. Chapter 7, verse 24 will begin our scripture. As you find your place, I want to ask you about prayer requests. Do you have a prayer request today? Maybe you would like to share it. Feel free to do so. Feel free to post it on social media. Feel free to send it in an email, and we'll definitely remember it in daily prayer. Uh, the email can be found on our website, theinspiringword.org, and uh, just fill that in, and we'll be glad to assist you in prayer or in any counsel that we can. As we go to the Lord in prayer today, we want to remember our nation and the world, especially what's going on in Europe. Uh, that is unfolding minute by minute over there. God is in control. Remember that. God has never relinquished control of situations or of the what's going on in any place around the world, including in your life and my life. If you would, join me in prayer as we begin our service today. Heavenly Father and Lord God, we thank you for the opportunity that we have to come before you. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, we would ask that you would bless the reading and the teaching of your word today. Lord, we ask that you would move in a mighty way among the hearts of people around the world. Take those, Heavenly Father, that are lost. Give them your word, Heavenly Father, that it would open their heart. Dear Lord, the church, those who are saved, those that are saints of God, keep us encouraged. Keep us strengthened. Heavenly Father, keep us looking toward you. Dear God, we ask all of this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Okay, with that done, let's go to the, uh, to the Lord's Word. Let's go to the Word of God, and let's see what it has to say, beginning in Mark chapter 7, verse 24. From there he arose and went to the region of Tyre and Sidon, and he entered a house and wanted no one to know it, but he could not be hidden. For a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him, and she came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by birth, and she kept asking him to, to cast out the demon of her daughter. But Jesus said to her, Let the children be filled first, for it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she answered and said to him, Yes, Lord, even the little dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, for this saying, go your way, the demon has been gone out of your daughter. 
And then she had come to her house. She found the demon gone out and her daughter lying on the bed. May God add blessing to the reading of his word. When we look at this passage, it's real easy for us to just read over it. Just read through it and move on to the next one. Yet there's some very important things here. Some very important teaching that we need to learn about the Lord Jesus Christ and how he deals with people and how he sees people. Let's first take a look at Jesus arriving here. We read that he arose and went to Tyre and Sidon. Now, we want to think that really that was more or less just a walk across the road or down the street or just a short piece, but it wasn't. When we look at a map and we see Jesus leaving Capernaum and going to Tyre and Sidon, we can come to the conclusion real quickly, it was about a 40-mile walk. Jesus and his disciples traveled 40 miles. And I say that because when we go into the previous verses that were ahead of this one, we see the disciples with Jesus. So we have no reason to believe that they were not with him here. So they all traveled. They went 40 miles into modern Lebanon. And he was there that all he wanted was some peace, was a peaceful place to meet with his disciples and talk with them, and lead them. Now, by going there, we have to remember something, something else. In Matthew chapter 15, Matthew accounts this as well. The only thing is in Matthew, he calls the woman a Canaanite, not a Syrophoenician. Same, same woman, same location, same area all the way around. Matthew was speaking to the Jewish people and using the perspective of Jews to say Canaanite, which was a bitter enemy of the Jews and really fought them when they tried to settle the promised land back in their history. But here Mark uses more of a political term when he talks about the Syrophoenician. He's talking about where she's at physically, what we would call today modern Lebanon. And Jesus went there, again, not to minister publicly, but for some privacy, because he was previously interrupted. He was previously interrupted by, by, carrying, by doing his work, people uh, moving in, same thing that happened here. The same thing. So Jesus is there. He didn't want anybody to know it, but that wasn't possible. You see, it's still not possible today for us to avoid Jesus. Jesus is always available for our interruptions. He's always available for you and I to hear him, to speak with him, to ask things of him. Every moment, every day. And I think that's a blessing. We need to really be aware that having Christ to call upon is something that is 
very pressing in our lives, especially when we know that we have been saved by grace through faith in Christ. We are one of his own. We are one of his children. Now the children that he spoke of here were specifically the Jews because of the uh, theological structure of it. We understand that Jesus was there and he was planning to continue ministering to the Jews because the total rejection of the Jewish people had not happened yet. And here this woman, a Gentile, was there interrupting, wanting to ask something of Christ. And he took time to listen to her. Those of you who are lost and do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, do not take it for granted that you are abandoned. Praise God. If I had taken that attitude when Christ was working in my heart and calling me to come to Him as Lord and Savior, I would not be able to stand before you today and give a testimony of someone born again, saved by faith in Jesus Christ. Wow, what, what, a, what a blessing. It's beyond words, it really is. For someone to know that Christ is there. Now when we take this theology of it being Jew and Gentile, and we apply it today to being saved or unsaved, we think of it in those terms, we realize that when Christ is in our presence and we come to him because we know about him. And understand this, this woman knew about Christ. She had heard him, heard about him. Woman who, the, For the woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard about Jesus. So it wasn't something that was just a blank, blind encounter. She had heard about Jesus, his word, his gospel, his truth had been presented to her either deliberately or by divine intervention. She had heard the gospel. She had heard about the Savior. Her heart was turned toward him. Whether she was Jew or Gentile, whether she was saved or lost, her heart was turned toward Jesus. In this case, she was, but she believed in him. You see, she had a child who was taken by a demon, who was demon-possessed. That could mean a lot of things. But nonetheless, the Bible speaks of the devil, of the demon's devil. Coming to take care, take over here, her daughter, influence her. She was homebound at this point. This woman, by, by knowing the Syrophoenicians and knowing their, their faith, they worshipped many gods. And all of those gods had failed this girl. When you have tried everything that you can try 
to fix your life. When you have tried every, uh, every psychological advantage, when you've tried every psychiatrist, when you have tried every medication, when you've talked talk to every counselor, when you have went down every road for that drug addiction, for the alcohol problem, for the pornography problem, for whatever problem it may be that you're dealing with, for the marriage problem, for whatever that situation may bring, when you have exhausted everything else, if you have heard the gospel, the seed of the gospel is planted in your heart. Come to Jesus. I'm not saying to deliberately save him to very to the very last, but often it comes to that. Because we have our our focus so deep into the world and into worldly things that we forget our Creator, our Redeemer. We're being called to Him. Lost person, you need Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Saved person, saint of God, you need Jesus as your strength, as your comfort, as your encourager. See, this woman, when she comes to him and she's talking about her daughter, and then they, they get into the discussion where Jesus says, said, let the children be filled first, for it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Understand something. Jesus is not being derogatory toward this little girl. He is using word pictures and analogy here that this woman can understand. Jesus says that he has first to give what he has to give to the children. The Jewish nation, his disciples, preparing them and then, and then to the others. The little dogs is a, uh, is a Jewish word that means household pets. It means, Jesus says, don't give your food, your meal, to the, to the dog, to the pet of the house before you eat. You have to know the gospel before you can share the gospel. You have to believe it yourself before you can give it. Now, in the process of learning it, in the process of hearing it, others around hear it, and it gets shared and it touches their hearts. That is the crumbs that this woman is talking about. She's telling Jesus, while you have been feeding the children, I have been feasting on the crumbs. And I believe in you. And I trust you. And I want you to be my Lord and you to be my Savior. How many people I've talked to, it's a countless number, that have been saved just by overhearing. 
conversations. Just by overhearing other Christians talk and the seed of the gospel gets planted in their hearts and Christ calls them to come and and to come to Him and to accept Him as Lord and Savior. Even the little dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs. And Jesus tells her to go, go home. Your daughter has been healed. The demon is gone. Jesus works at a distance. He's not there. He doesn't see that little girl. That little girl never sees him. He doesn't lay hands on her. That is the power of a sovereign God. That's who we serve today. That's who I serve today. A sovereign God that has the power to work from any distance. He has the power today to work from his throne in heaven and touch your heart and your life. If you will let him, if you will come to him, if you will come to Jesus, and if you will bring it to him, he will, he will deal with it. Now, I'm not going to tell you that the moment you raise your head in prayer, that things will be gone, that things will be done. Christ will do these things, but he will do them in his time. He will do them in his way, in his purpose. I have known prayers to have been answered decades after they have been prayed. I have known prayers that people have prayed, and just in the matter of moments upon lifting, the, lifting those prayers up, they've been answered. It's in God's timing. You have to trust him. You have to put your faith in him that he not only can handle the problem, but will handle the problem. This woman had no doubt that Jesus could cast the demon out of her daughter. No doubt at all. No question at all. She came right there and, and she asked him to cast out. And it said she kept asking him. So it was not something where she just walked in, sat down and said, Hey, Jesus, me and you have to talk. It was a conversation. It was a multiple asking. It was something she was persistent with. God may require persistence in your life. He has certainly required persistence in mine on many things. He may require it in yours. Before he comes to that point where he says, go home and take a look at what's happened. There's a message of faith in this. There is a message of persistence in talking to God in this. There is a message of God being available to those who already know him and those who don't know him. Yet, they've heard of him. There is a message here of bringing the gospel into the lives of those around us by the way we live, by the words we choose, 
by the conversations we have and where we have them. That bringing of the gospel lets people be in the shoes of this woman where she can say that she heard about Him. People need to hear about Jesus. People need to hear about the gospel. People need to hear it so the Holy Spirit can do work in their life and plant that seed of the gospel so that they have that desire, so that the Holy Spirit will draw them to Jesus. You see, that has to happen before anything. Lost person, you've heard the gospel. The Holy Spirit, it's the Holy Spirit's working in your heart and in your life right now. You need to come to Jesus. Before you do anything, you have to hear about him. You have to fall at his feet. She came and fell at his feet. You have to humble yourself to the Lord. And you have to call upon him to do that work in your life. First, to save you of your sin, to save you of of the death that is coming in eternity. And make no mistake, there is a very real hell and there is a very real heaven. And only the saints of God, the born again, only those saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ are going to heaven. Those who have a... Those who have not heard the gospel, those who have not accepted the call, those who have dealt with, who have, have been dealt with and refused and rejected Jesus, their eternity is in hell. If you're being dealt with right now to fall at his feet, for whatever reason, don't put it off. Don't put it off. If you want him to work in your life for whatever the purpose may be, don't put it off. Let Jesus have his way. Let Jesus have his way. Then, then you can come to that point where Jesus tells you to go your way whatever it is in your life that you've been dealing with, whatever that problem is, whatever that, uh, uh, whatever that, insecu that insecurity is, whatever that sin, whatever that struggle, whatever that burden is, it is gone. And there's no greater feeling to know that Jesus loves you enough to remove that burden, to have peace that passes all understanding, that's Jesus. That's the Jesus this woman came to meet and see and have in her life. That's the Jesus she went away with. That's the Jesus that was a witness to her little girl from a distance. It's the Jesus that wants to work in your life today. You have to let him. That decision is yours. I pray now you're going to make the right decision. Christian, 
I pray that you're going to have the encouragement to call upon him for strength. I pray that you're going to have faith in him. That you're going to seek him out and that he's going to see you through whatever it is that's, that's disturbing you right now. Whatever it is that's got you down. Whatever it is that has you pulled down low right now. Jesus is there for you. Let's close our service in prayer. Heavenly Father and Lord God, thank you for the words that you have given. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the blessings of knowing that you're there. And I pray for those that are lost, that are listening to this broadcast and are being able to watch it. Lord, I pray that you would move and touch their hearts and lives and call them to Jesus Christ for salvation. And Heavenly Father, I pray for the saints that are hearing it as well. I pray for those that and their faith may be weakening, their strength, their spiritual strength may need an uplifting. Lord, I pray for those that are dealing with burdens of health and sickness. I pray for those that are dealing with spiritual burdens of temptation. Those who have loved ones and family members that they're worried about and they're crying out tears for. Lord, I pray that you would strengthen them and have them fall at your feet. Lord, and call upon you. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'll take this message and I pray that you will use it to expand and to glorify your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for being with us this week, this episode, this broadcast. I pray that God is going to be a blessing in your life, as big of a blessing in yours as he is in mine. Until next time, may God bless you is my prayer.